great God of wonderful surprises, we enter this season of preparation for your son's coming, looking not just for a memory of past events, but anticipating a return. We strive to get our lives in order and pray that our giving of ourselves through these ties, these offerings, to these preparations might reflect the earth-shaking importance of his coming. Help us to give of ourselves generously with our time and our resources, for we do not know the day or the hour. We pray in the name of the one who will come. Amen. The scripture lesson today is from Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. It says this in the message. Following those hard times, the sun will fade out, moon will cloud over, stars will fall out of the sky, and cosmic powers tremble. And then they'll see the Son of Man enter in grand style. His arrival filling the sky, no one will miss it. He'll dispatch the angels, they will pull in the chosen from the four winds and from pole to pole. Take a lesson from the fig tree. From the moment you noticed its buds form the merest hint of green, you know that summer's around the corner. And so it is with you. When you see all these things, you know he is at the door. Don't take this lightly. I'm not just saying this for some future generations, but for this one too. These things will happen. Sky and earth will wear out. My words won't wear out. But the exact day and hour, no one knows that not even the heaven's angels, not even the Son, only the Father. So keep a sharp lookout, for you do not know the timetable. It's like a man who takes a trip, leaving home and putting his servants in charge, each assigned a task, and commanding the gatekeeper to stand and watch. So stay close to your post, watching. You have no idea when the homeowner is returning, whether evening or midnight or noonday or cock crow or morning. You don't want him showing up unannounced, with you asleep on the job. I say it to you, and I'm saying it to all. Stay at your post and keep awake and keep watch. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What excitement the season brings. Lots of people have already put up Christmas trees and lights, and the radio is playing jingle bells, and the Hallmark movies have commenced and are well underway. Season to transform from our current reality of these past eight months. This is Christmas, but there's something about this holy season of Advent that brings with it wonder and awe and possibilities as we all lean into hope. Hope for more joy and more love, more peace and more of the divine we go looking for it, so let the excitement grow, let the buzz begin and be felt. 
Brexville United Methodist Church and other churches have embraced the idea of an Advent theme for 2020 of those who dream. Let's be clear. Dreams sometimes don't make sense. They disturb. Sometimes they throw us off kilter. And sometimes, though, dreams reveal a deep knowing in our life. The Advent theme of those who dream can be understood in this way. That we are individuals who dream. And then when we share those dreams within community, they become powerful and possible. Stick with me for a little while. Dreams of healing from alcohol addiction and release from grief. Dreams of LGBTQ pride festivals and inclusion get realized. Dreams of equality lead to marching for Black Lives Matter. Dreams of parenting and fertility and adoption. Dreams of congregations that are in decline and young people fighting for a cleaner planet. Dreaming is an act of hope, as an act of resistance, and as an act of faith. Dreaming God's dream on our own, and then becoming a communal dream and vision as the body of Christ, the church. Let's do this dreaming during Advent and be alert and be watchful and waiting and anticipating and dreaming about a deeper connection with God and those who dream for a better world. During this Advent season, we will dream with prophets and with angels and with Mary and the Magi. Advent is a season of preparing. We're also preparing our house decorations and meals and our gift buying but more importantly, we're preparing this internal space for fresh experiences of the Spirit, for hope and renewal, for confession and discovery, for wisdom and new eyes to see ourselves and others. Our days and our times of worship need to include reflection and wonder and prayers of confession and new commitments. So where did the time go? We say that every year when we get to this moment. It can't be Advent and Christmas already. We're busy and we can't be with family this year. And the to-do list is long and now there's this Christmas list that gets added. We must be elves and bakers and shoppers and wrappers and still hold on to all the normal stuff of life. But Advent comes around to remind us that life is not about busyness or business as usual. Life is about God coming down as a human, reaching for us back in the day when Jesus was born and in this day today, reaching for us so that we can become divine and holy and experience the touch of God in each other. This is precisely why we need Advent before we think about Christmas and Jesus being born in a stable. It begins with a call to get our hearts ready. Because if we're honest, they aren't ready 100% of the time. It's a call to stay awake, to stay woke, 
not to stay alert and awake for the next target sale or trendy gift to give, but to stay woke to a God who is trying to break into your family, into your life, into your heart, a God who is offering you holy dreams to dream. Now, think about that. The opposite of staying awake and being alert or aware is sleeping our way through life, burying our heads in the sand, ignoring corruption and problems, being complacent to injustice, and therefore being complicit and part of the problem. If we aren't being part of the solution, we are part of the problem. Staying awake to systemic racism, staying alert to the loneliness in each of us and the isolation of our neighbors and our friends and our family members. If we're not doing our part in these days to learn, to be reflective and discerning, we are missing, we are missing the movement of God in the world. The reading for this first Sunday of Advent reminds us that what we long for is not a histor historical remembrance of God breaking into the world through Jesus, but a new reality, a new encounter of God in the world. And that this new encounter with God can be shocking, it can be fierce, it can be brave, and it can change everything. This Advent power, this moment, has the power to wake us up from the real, our own reality and move us to be dreamers. And that's the task of Advent, is to pay attention to what is and what might be. To what is and what ought to be in the kingdom of God. Advent is a reminder to get out of our sense of complacency and affirms the values of God's reign in this world. Advent is a reminder to hope. Believe it or not, that is the call of Jesus in our gospel message today for this week. Did you hear it when you did the devotions earlier this week, and did you hear it today when I read it? It's a call to hope, and we sometimes must listen hard to hear something hopeful in these descriptions, but, but it's in there. Listen again for the dream and for the hope in the scripture reading today. It says, but in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and he puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep watch. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn. Or else he may find you asleep, when he comes suddenly. And what do I say to you? I say to all, keep awake. Did you hear it? After the suffering, we will see Jesus. 
Did you hear it? That first phrase in the scripture says, but in those days, after that suffering, the Son of Man is coming. After the chaos, the King of Kings will come. And then later in the scripture, God is referred to as the master. The master is near, not as a threat, but as a promise. We are not alone, ever. What we see in front of us is not all that there is. It is temporary. It is a moment in time. We are heading somewhere, and the answers don't reside in the White House or a vaccine. We've had the answers all along, and the answers are Jesus. The scripture reading may seem to describe the end times, the apocalypse, Jesus coming back in the rapture. But look again. The scripture reading today in Mark is really about how God in Jesus is breaking into the world to renew and how he is breaking into the world on a regular basis, every day, coming back to correct and to redeem and to restore and to wake up, to renew, to relieve to reclaim, to give rest, and so much more. This scripture offers the assurance and the reminder that God is in the thick of this mess. And the answer is more than an election cycle or a scientific breakthrough. The answer was with us all along. Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. We forget sometimes that God has come down until Advent comes and knocks us upside the head with a not-so-subtle reminder that as Christ followers, those who worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that we believe that God is in control, that death has been defeated, and that the best is yet to come, that the kingdom of God is near and we are to bring heaven to earth right here in our interactions with others. That holiness is all around us, and as dreamers, we dream for a better world, where people share resources, where people are fed, and when voices rally together to change and transform schools and communities and policies that separate people by the color of their skin and make a way for prosperity for all peoples. Jesus is here in the magic of candles and lights. Jesus is here in the generosity of a helping hand and sharing of food that Jesus is breaking into the world in the mystery of birth and death. Jesus is breaking in like a thief in the chaos of a health diagnosis. Jesus is here in the beauty of the music Jesus is here. In the sorrow and shame and the fear and the grief, Jesus is here, Emmanuel. In the fierce dreams, in the brave dreams, in the new dreams, Jesus is here. It is Advent. It is a time when we focus on this past event of Jesus coming as a baby to Mary and Joseph who dream dreams. The shepherds who looked to the stars and the angels and the cosmos. To the wise men who were warned in a dream. And it's Advent. A time when we focus on this present moment. When God coming into our lives and dreaming of new ways of living right here and right now. 
we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, until the Son of God appears. We need to look for it daily. We need to watch for it. And when you sleep, stay alert to the dreams and wonder what God has in store for you. When you live and you eat and you walk and you work and you drive and you dance and you shop and you play and you listen and you read, stay alert for what God has in store for you. There are whispers and there are shouts about what God has for you. We are to be disciples who make disciples, to be God's agents of transformation right here in our world to reach new people, younger people, and more diverse people for this work of building the kingdom of God right here and right now. Jesus is here in the sunset and in your neighbor who thinks different than you. Jesus is here in the suffering streets, in the prisons, and in the hospitals. When things seem to be falling apart around us, Mark reminds us in this word of Scripture that is alive and breathing, spirit-filled words today, Mark reminds us that God is faithful and will show up. God remains committed to working against injustice. Are you? God remains committed to forgiving sins. Are you? And God continues to dream in the world do you? Even when all the cosmic forces seem like they're in chaos, we can keep awake because we trust that God will come and be our deliverer. The scripture says that God is like a thief, but it's not as a thief a threat, but as a thief who wants to break into your house to get access to you to thrive and to dream and to live in new and holy ways, to break through your window, to offer recovery and new discoveries of risk-taking missions and radical hospitality and repenting from addictions and secrets that separate you from real and authentic relationship. God wants to set you free. When I get ready to decorate for Christmas, that means putting some things away, those normal things of life, removing the normal decorations to make room for stars and trees and angels and candles and the nativity set. Sometimes we even have to move some furniture around to figure out where to put the Christmas tree. Amen? You know, sometimes we even need to get a dust rag out and clean a bit before there's room for Advent and Christmas. We need to get rid of some things. The same is true for our hearts and new ways of living. We need to spend this Advent season before Christmas wondering and dreaming and thinking about what our life doesn't have room or time for anymore. Dreaming dreams instead of living nightmares. Living holy dreams rather than fear and angst. The addictions, the false gods, that steal our joy and rob our minds of hope. Perhaps a habit, a news outlet, a relationship, something that does not lead you to God, but away from God and into distrust and guardedness and destruction. Just put it away. 
for now or maybe forever. And make room for hope, for dreaming and paying attention to God and what God is doing in your life and in the world. We watch with hope, yearning and expectation that God's promises and dreams will be a reality one day. That the blind will see, that the prisoners will be set free, that the lame will be healed, the brokenhearted will be made whole. May it be dreamed, and may it be so. Amen. Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, my cornerstone. This solid ground, firm through the fiercest shrouds and storm. What heights of love, what depths of My all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God and helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. today is going to be a little different. We're going to be doing a lament. Lament is a way of praying. This week in our Advent devotions, some of us have been reading about lament. 
Lament is resistance rooted in the hope of God. Lament is prophetic because it speaks to how we have gotten in the way of this coming kingdom of God. Lament is inconvenient, and it doesn't always feel good. It stings, it provokes, it prods, it makes us stop in our tracks and makes us realize where we are by virtue of being human and by our sins of omission and commission, the things we don't do and the things that we do do. Lament is business not as usual, and it makes us take stock of our current situation. Lament puts us in a place of vulnerability, struggle, guilt, conflict, and a place of suffering, living, and dying. It makes us real and offers the possibility for resurrection and new life. We're going to practice lament today in our prayer time together. So let us pray. Oh God, if you would only tear open the heavens and come down. Come and shake us out of our apathy. Come and unite us and introduce us to your compassion. Come and heal us with your presence and your grace. We have had enough of our rubble and our trouble. Our rubble is not made of fragmented stones from fallen city walls and devastated temples. Oh, but our rubble is more subtle, but just as real. It is the rubble and a trouble of a world turned in upon itself. And we are tired, God. We are tired and weary of being at war with our neighbor. We are tired, God, of tyrants who turn citizens into desperate refugees. We are tired of fearing the stranger. We are tired of the continual threat of destruction. We are tired of people misusing their position of power against others. We are tired of acts of terror and tired of our failure to imagine any other way to respond than the creation of terror in return. We are tired of how our lusts and the distortion of our desires erode every relationship and destroy the lives of our children. We are tired of greed and the way it forms systems that benefit the few on the backs of many. We are tired of our bluster, pride, and arrogance. Our divisive political rhetoric is pushing us to the point of exhaustion. We are tired of keeping up appearances and expending all of our energy for things 
that will not last. We are tired of the idols of amusement that sedate us into apathy. We are tired of drowning in information while starving for wisdom. We are tired of floods, fires, quakes, and winds. We cannot take any more death and destruction. And we are tired of that deep inner sense of fear that we are unwittingly awakening those primal forces of chaos that we cannot control. We are tired of fighting. With Judah, we begin a new year sitting in the rubble of sinfulness that our sinfulness has made morally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically exhausted to the point of despair. We are tired of technology connecting us with each other. We are tired of not having physical touch. We are tired of worshiping in our homes and not being in a sanctuary together. We are tired and we miss our families. Yet, yet, you are our Father God. Yet, yet, you are the potter, and we are the clay. And so we gather to rem remember that you are present in our suffering. But more than that, we gather, not in fear of scarcity, but in the abundance of Advent hope that your light is the only light that can penetrate the darkness of our despair. That your goodness can overcome the chaos of our evil. That your grace can transform the rubble of our sin. That your life can make all things new. So we come and we gather around your table of grace to be prisoners of hope. And hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so we join our voices as we gather in that hope that they are heard and gathered up by your ear 
as we pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. I want to once again thank you for joining us um, for our online worship. We love having you. Um, I want to remind you to, as Kathy empowered us, to stay woke. We know as we are preparing for Christmas, we're preparing for the new year, whatever anxiety and joy and fun that brings, our lives bring chaos. Our lives breed chaos. But we know that Christ brings the hope and peace and joy and love this time of year. So I want to empower you. Stay woke. Look for all of those things as we continue our time of Advent, as we prepare for the arrival of Christ in this world. So as you go out this week, I empower you to go in peace and not in pieces.